Hi, I'm Mike Sklenz, and this is episode 76 of Nintendo World Report's connectivity podcast, Tyler the Fortress. We've got two segments for you this week. Starting off, we've got a discussion of Etrian Odyssey 4 with Scott, Tyler, Trick, and Neil. After that, Andrew and Nick discuss some games that are coming out soon in the land down under. Enjoy the episode. So, Etrian Odyssey 4, um, I forgot what the subtitle is, Legends of the Titan, is that it? Is that it? Sounds or right. Something like that. Yeah. Some kind of bullshittery subtitle. <laughs> uh, it's a new game on the 3DS, the fourth in a series. The other three were on DS. And we're going to talk about it. And with me, we got Patrick Barnett, who's on the review for Nintendo World Report. Glad to be here. And we got Tyler Alu and Scott Thompson. Yo. Hello. Nope. Who have no such responsibilities, and as as such, are a little bit earlier in the game than <laughs> me and Patrick. Because I'm reviewing it for Nintendo Force, so we have a good old-fashioned podcast quartet here to talk about Etrian Odyssey mm. Four. Now, I guess to start, has anybody played any earlier Etrian Odyssey games? Nope. Well, um, I'm like a weirdo who's like, oh, this is an Atlas game. I just gotta buy it now, uh, and so it's not expensive later. So like, I like own all of them, and they're kind of <laughs> all downstairs. And like, I buy them when they come out, and then I haven't played any of them. But I have been playing four. So yeah, I I've always been kind of curious in the series since the beginning, but how like I guess hardcore they are always turned me off. And I remember, I think Nathan Mustafa reviewed the third one, and his review almost sold me enough to go buy the game, mm-hmm. but I still kind of held off. I think, I think, because I think it came out in September when it came out, so it was like during a busy time. Yeah. I just kind of forgot about it, and then when I heard the fourth one was coming out, and it was adding this this casual mode that, I mean, I, I do love. I think it was Jeremy Parrish was the the first person that I read making the comparison about how normally the games just. Really, like, like the normal mode is basically if you die, then you lose all of your shit, and then like go back to the start, go back to or no, you just go back to your last save. Yeah. Whereas if you die in casual mode, it's basically just Dragon Quest, so you just like go back to the inn and everyone's dead. Yeah. Or everyone has one hit point. Yeah. Um, that happened to me once. That's because I hit a tornado. I was curious. <laughs> going to the tornado, whatever you do. I was just like, I wonder what's going to happen. It's just like, oh, you guys are all dead. I'm like, oh, well, I learned. <laughs> so you're playing on casual, Neil? Yeah. Okay. Um, what's everyone else playing on? I, I started on normal, and then about the 15-hour mark, things got really, really tricky, so I just bumped <laughs> it down. <laughs> so how long, I mean, so you put 15 hours into the game. How far were you in fifteen after 15 hours? I, I was getting into the uh, second land, the first dungeon, that area. Okay, I think, I'm a, I think I'm a few hours ahead of you in that, and maybe that is because of the difference between casual and normal. Because hmm. I think it took me 10 hours to get through the first land. I, I felt like being on normal, you have to travel back and forth between the, uh, the caves and the labyrinths back to the inn because your party takes so much more damage. Uh, okay. Yeah. So is there a difference in, like, the damage that you take? As far as I knew, it was only, like, the, the death, like, when your character, when your party faints, that was the only major difference. Um, I think... It, well, it... I know that you have, like, an infinite number of, um, that item. Some weird thread. Sorry, I can't remember the name. Ariadne thread? Yeah, like, that is, uh, which brings you, like, warps you back to town instantly on casual, like, that you have a million of them. like. Oh yeah, so you can just, I like, re- pull them out and just use them whenever you want. No, I mean I've been kind of liberal with that, but that's more because I usually buy more whenever I go back to town. Yeah, like I'm pretty much I'm at a point where I'll use one and then buy one right when I get back to town. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Well, yeah, maybe you don't need to. You have to check, use yeah. one, and then see if you still have some in your inventory. Well, yeah, because I never bought any, and I'm just like, oh, I'm trying to use one, and then I don't think, I don't know, because I, I remember reading that, you know, before the game came out, and then just as I'm playing, it's like, oh, I need to use one, and I'm not buying them, and I'm not finding them, so, <laughs> so, so you guys both, are you <laughs> like, play, you're playing on normal, right, Tyler? No, I'm on casual. Okay, alright. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, that's why I know about this thread thing, just because it's like, oh yeah, yeah, okay. it, doesn't, it doesn't run out. I'm playing casual because right. I'm a big baby, like, I know it's hard. Yeah, it's same just like, here. It's just like Fire Emblem, <laughs> where 
it promoted me into buying it. Like I was like, okay, well, even though I'm weird, <laughs> like, I don't really have much of a point because I buy I bought the previous ones, but I am playing this one. <laughs> So that's a big difference, and yeah. I think it's because of the casual mode. Like, just knowing it's not as brutal, like, I just don't have the time. I can't afford to lose any progress. Like, that would be a huge blow to me. Like, that would be game... Like, I'd be like, I'm just gonna put this away. It'd be crazy. Well, can't you just start from your last save? Yeah, but I but I think the save... Like, you lose me, all that progress. Playing, um, the save, like, if you, may, if you, like, goof up against the FOEs, like... Done. Like, I, like, I, like. Sometimes I'm, I'm like weird, and I'm like, I think if I move here, I'll be okay. And then he'll like the the big enemies will find me, and I'll be and I'll die, and I'll, I'll. It's such a huge mistake of mine, and I'll be like, oh, like I just don't trust myself to make enough saves properly. <laughs> yeah, and I and I do like. Yeah, uh, well, I, I'm playing a normal, but I'm so early. I I've only, I'm probably only like four or five hours in, so I haven't had any problem yet. Um, but you will. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But I mean that that's the game. I mean, it's not like you're doing something wrong if you die. I mean, that's part of the game it's same yeah. as you know dark souls or even you know like fire emblem like we talked about before like it's kind of built into the game and then you yep. learn from your mistakes and you adapt and you move on I, I think the problem is that when you die you lose all that map drawing no actually i guess you don't lose the map drawing progress either i was gonna say you lose that but then i just remembered when i died last it saved that for me so so what what do you lose when you like after you die? Because I died once, but I just turned the game off and went back to my save because I literally saved like five minutes beforehand. It, it just takes you back to your save, I guess. And you also in the dungeons itself, you lose it, it saves what you mapped on your map. But if you say walk through a doorway, there's those pathways in the dungeons where you can walk through one direction but not the other. Mm-hmm. And you unlock it going one direction. You can uh, it like unlocks what you had or it locks what you had unlocked okay so you got to get back to the right side to go yeah. through it again and it's just a lot of re-navigating what you've already done rebattling but so but you have to lose something i mean you, you can't just start from your save right i mean don't aren't don't your characters like don't you lose items or start back over from a lower level or something or is that really it you just well on normal mode you would go back to your save but i think on casual you don't Okay, you just go back to town. See, I I haven't died on casual yet, so. <laughs> he mentioned that was a possibility. Also, I'll use this weird point to <laughs> to be like, oh man, Tyler has no credibility because now I'm like, oh, I don't see any more of those weird threads. I can't return to town. I was like, I should test this just to see. And yes, okay, so I they're so they're not they're not infinite. They're not infinite. Who said that? <laughs> what a bunch of crap. That's, I, that surprised me, Patrick. For some reason, I always heard that you lost a lot more of your progress when you died. Um, I assume maybe, you lost. maybe you did in previous entries, but at least so far, like when I was playing on normal and you died, it just took you back to your save point. Okay, so that's that's not so bad. I mean, unless it's been a long time since you saved, but I can. And it that. let you keep the map, like drawing the map, and I that's probably the most tedious part of the whole. It is, yeah. Experience. So I mean, you could get back to where you died without having to draw the map again in probably like no less than ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's just if you'd been venturing in the dungeon and you'd gained like two levels then you won't have to, like, spend that time wandering around and it'd probably take just as long. So, like, it, it's probably more of a grind than to uh, re-level yourself back up. Right. Whereas if you're just wandering around the dungeon mapping stuff out, then it doesn't seem as much of a chore, I guess. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. It does. Oh, you know what I'm seeing? When I look under... <laughs> This is like the being educated from the game's manual. If you uh, die on casual mode, you will restart with with some items that have unlimited uses. So it's possible that if you die, that's how you get the unlimited threads. That's oh. been an issue for me because I just remember hearing a lot like when a game came out in Japan and stuff. Like it was like, oh, you have unlimited threads, and I was like, okay, that's what's going on in this game. But I haven't died yet, so I don't know for sure. But that's what it says. So I wanted to bring up something that it kind of bums me out um and that's the story of the game or maybe lack thereof um, yeah definitely i enjoy a lot of the elements of the game but like i'm thinking of something like fire emblem obviously having just played that and reviewed that and i mean i love tactical strategy games and it, it, even though the story in fire emblem was kind of i don't know i mean it wasn't like it was breaking new ground or anything it didn't change well, my life but I like, would say with Fire Emblem, it's kind of like, I mean, the story is there, and that's how you develop relationships with the characters. Even if exactly. the story is kind of cheesy, right. like, you still develop relationships with the characters, where in this, it's kind of like you have a nameless party, and I guess, like, you make up your own story, but right. it doesn't really work. And also doesn't help that, with the exception of Whirlwind, all the supporting characters are kind of dumb. And I guess the shop girl is fun, too. 
yeah. Oh, Neil, I, have uh, you she, gotten to the second level of the one dungeon in the the second land? Because there is so. some I might story be trying re- to pick up there. Yeah, I might be on the cusp of that. Okay. Um, you you meet a whole bunch of new characters that actually oh, have cool. a village in the labyrinth, and oh, okay. there, there's actually more yeah, story I think, then. I think I'm literally right at that point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, um, so that'll be good if that picks up. But yeah, it's I just... still not great, but it's, it's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just. I mean, on one hand, it's cool because it's like. I don't know, it's like you are just random people, you know, you're not this big, like, I don't know, like, ordained hero, you know, like, like you are just a, a group of people, and you, and it's nice that you get to design them yeah. in any way you want, you know, you pick the portraits, you get to name them, and you have total creative control over your characters. The portraits is, are really limited. It, that's true, that's true, but still, I mean, it's cool to have yeah. that creative control, but yeah, it just sucks that there was no way to build a, a bigger narrative involving with your characters more than just, like, Go out and explore. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, yeah, I, it's like I, you're an explorer. Join the guild. Exactly. Like, I feel like I would be. I don't know. Like Tyler, you were saying, like, if you died in normal mode, that would probably be it. You just wouldn't come back. And I feel like I'm probably going to hit a point soon here where like a new game comes out and I'm going to stop playing this, and there's not going to be anything to really pull me back in because I'm like, yeah. well, I, I plotted a few maps and I killed some things, and that was fun for a while. But I have yeah. there's no like resolution I need to see. It's a game that's going to be kind of tough for me to get all the way to the end because of just the sheer amount of content. Well, and that doesn't help either. I mean, right? Aren't, aren't we looking yeah. at maybe something like 50 to 60 hours is kind yep. of the, the ballpark I'm hearing? Yeah, because six lands is what I've heard. And I think there's even post-game content after that. And so with your experience, one land takes, what, somewhere between like 7 to 10 hours each, you would you would say? Yeah, maybe yeah. even more. I know, okay. Patrick, you were saying 15 for well, me. It was playing on normal, 10. it definitely took more than 10. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and well, I guess I did everything though in that land. Like I went back after I went to the other land to complete some stuff I couldn't do before. Just because you weren't like high enough level. Um. Well. Yeah. Because then you can you can get to a higher level. Yeah. You get um, a new ship upgrade, so you get uh, fly to a higher level. Okay. I see. Yep. Um. So I think uh, I mean we were kind of touching on how fun it is to be able to create your own characters, and mine are all connectivity things. Oh yeah, I want to hear this. <laughs> Yes. Um, so naturally, the the land schnicked or whatever the hell that character. What, what is that? that? <laughs> I mean, it just seems like it's like a fighter or like kind of like a warrior kind of. But guy. everything else has a normal name except for that one. <laughs> well, it's like all all of the it's like all of the classes in this game. I mean, like, not that I'm too well versed in D and D, but it's like they have similar D and D parallels, but they have stupid ass names. Um, and the land schnick just seems like you know your typical like dude with a sword. Um, and his name is Neil, <laughs> and he's on my front line. And in uh, next to him on the front line is Zach the dancer, <laughs> because I figured Zach would like the one that had the most exposed cleavage. So I got the sluttiest looking dancer I could. <laughs> and then the next the next person on my front line was originally Tyler the fortress. And after <laughs> nice. I made the rest of the other names, because I, I named I mean the the seven different classes. There's there's someone connectivity related in each one and then i realized that oh wait i didn't make one for scott so then i changed tyler the fortress to scott the fortress <laughs> sorry tyler because <laughs> um, i just made i had this realization where i looked at my five guys that i had going out i'm like oh it's the main connectivity crew this is great and then i was like oh scott's out there shit <laughs> um and then i got trick the sniper because let's face it trick you, you look like you'd be a mean archer <laughs> Cool. And if, then, there, if there was a class it, who like excelled in runner two, that's where trick would have been. Yeah. But <laughs> and then I did uh, Sklens the medic, and that's only because I took the guy who looked like he would he could potentially be a Doctor Who character. Um, I thought you were going to say it's because I thought you were is it the guy that holds the vials in his hand? Yep. Okay, yep. That, that's who I got to. <laughs> yeah, Doctor what? <laughs> um, and then there the other two people that I'm not using are Nate the Night Seeker. And that's that's really for alliteration. <laughs> the only reason why. And then Lauren the Rune Master, because I felt like I needed a female character. So you don't you don't have your wife in your party? No. Oof, did well, she I notice? Because I, I I wanted I mean, Zach the Dancer just seems so ridiculous <laughs> and I needed to have that in my party. That's I felt good. like I needed a healer. And I like having the two like kind of really powerful characters on the front line. Yeah. And then having an archer is always fun. I lo- I loved using Virion. Or however you pronounce his name in Fire Emblem, even right. though I think I had him paired up with Maribel, and I just didn't use her at all. And so whenever I'd have an odd amount of characters, and I couldn't just go in with everyone's couples, 
Virion would be that odd character out because I like having the archer. Mm, sure. But yeah, that's that's my team. I, I think it's interesting, Neil. I have the same uh, class composition as you. Yeah. Except I, know, I keep uh, my dan I keep my dancer and the uh, the land snack and the fortress on the front line. I, I think that's yeah. What no, that, that that that's what I have. Okay, then then we have the same exact thing. I yeah. think I, I I have the same classes too. I believe. <laughs> so you yeah, have exactly, you have archer exactly dancer keeps on getting fucking killed all the time. Yeah, that's so you, you gotta boost to them up. Yeah, I mean that's what I've, I've been getting his defense up. But I, I love his attack that that was a chase samba, where it's the attack where uh, I mean, well, like the skill. Where you um like you you use it and then basically whenever anyone on that line attacks he also attacks. Mm. So I'll have the chain where it's like uh uh the what call it like the Landstreet character has like that burning whatever attack mm-hmm. where like he doesn't attack and then everyone on the line gets like a bonus fire damage. So it's like he'll attack and then the dancer will attack and then I'll have the bonus fire damage and that <laughs> that's usually it does it's, it gets ridiculous the more I the more I power it up. What do you guys think about the actual battle system? I like the auto battle part. You like the auto battle? It's good. I I like every sort of like, like JRPG, like just, I like picking all the moves. I don't like when the computer takes over, so I never do auto. It's like pain. It's like takes, you know, takes obviously takes longer than just going through auto, but like, I just, I just like doing it. It's weird. Yeah. Actually, Patrick, Patrick, did you use auto battle a lot? I I do. I kind of, found a way to exploit it when i was trying to grind up levels i went into a dungeon and you can place those arrows that automatically make you walk around <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and i would uh, just set my guy to do that the battle would start i would just click l let it play out and then uh exit the battle. i did that too that's awesome <laughs> so you just sit there watching tv just pressing l every yeah, now yeah, and then that, that's what i did that, that's what i was doing i was i was i was watching uh south park last night and i was doing that. that's awesome you just have to make sure your medic has the one skill that uh he can uh, yeah, revive, yeah. heal your party at the end of battle. Right, yeah, exactly. I, I discovered that skill kind of recently, and I keep on boosting it up. It's oh, pretty it's, awesome. It's yeah. so good. That skill's great. It's the first one I picked. Yeah, um, in, honesty, in all honesty, the only time I don't use auto battle is when I'm up against a, a foe or a boss. Right, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, because but, with every regular enemy, like sometimes you'll take some damage, and you might have to like, heal after the battle, even past the, the medic's uh, like boost. But even still, it's like, I mean... It just goes by really, really quickly, and I don't really feel like you're losing anything, and you you don't expend TP. Right. Yeah. Which the, is the only way to refill that to go sleep at the inn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, I, I was certain... hoping there was an item. I haven't seen any items for it. And there, there's, there's certain yeah, there's things certain... in dungeons that yep. occasionally you come across that heal you. Oh, like probably like before a boss battle or something, maybe. Well, or just it's just like randomly, it just says like you can click the A button. You don't see anything on the map, but it's just like you found some mushrooms laying on the ground. Oh you yeah, can... I've come yes, across no. this. Yeah, do you, I do. You guys kind of hate that that the fact that you walk to a tile and you don't actually see anything, but it's like press A and it's like oh, there's this guy sitting here, but you don't actually see anyone. Yeah, I kind of hate that. <laughs> it's a problem Bullshit. for a lot of the quests that you're tasked with at the. Uh, the bar i guess it is back in town because mm-hmm. it tells you to go look for a specific like flower in the dungeon <laughs> and so you literally and have to walk like, on every tile yeah, and, and exactly see if yeah the, I, the... I had that issue i gave up on a quest because i just got so frustrated <laughs> yeah i'm kind of disappointed about that because there's really no limitation in tech now for not being able to have like a character sprite or you know anything on the on the screen um i mean i can understand Back with the originals, um, but even then, I mean, with the first Etri Odyssey was just on the DS, right? I mean, it really shouldn't yep. have been that much of a limitation, but I don't know. It's kind of disappointing, I think. Do you guys like navigating in first person? Yeah, it works. It's okay, I, I I like it more the more I play it. Yeah, you get used to it, I guess. I could I could live without it. It just seems I don't know. It feels weird. Although I I do find myself enjoying drawing the maps as tedious as that is. Uh, I, thought, I, I like making them perfect. Me too. Every wall. I actually I started playing the game on a train last week, and that was a mistake. <laughs> drawing <laughs> walls everywhere. <laughs> yeah, because it was the kind of thing where I'm like, I'm I'm gonna throw up because it's not like I've like have terrible motion sickness, but it was like the act of like trying to control with the circle pad and then also, uh, you know, draw a fucking map on the touch screen. Right. <laughs> this was like, nah, I can't do this. I need to turn this game off. Right. Yeah, I yeah. think the only thing for me with, like, movement and stuff is, like, just that it's, like, step-by-step. Step. Like, I understand the game's grid-based, but, like, <clears throat> even, like, a game like uh, like Castlevania, like, 
the map screen on those are they're grid based like you know like you go into a specific room and it's a single square that was opened up but there's yeah. still like a flow of your motion and just like holding down and it being like stuttery like as you move as like especially like in the overworld and stuff is like um a bit uh unnecessary like eh, it's kind of weird but still yeah. whatever right it's kind of funny because i i feel like i accept it for what it is but i feel like i'm playing an old game even yeah. though it's brand new, I know it's designed that way, but you know, like like you're saying, how like the kind of stop and go, stop and go, and, and that kind of stuff. I I do and, love the ease of annotating stuff. Um, that's really nice. Oh and, yeah. But the one absolutely. thing is there is there an easier way to set the auto things other than laboriously putting an arrow on each fucking square? Not that I know. Of. Nope. That's... Oh, God, that sucks. Because I started doing that because when like uh, in that, especially in that first land when you're going to like the third floor to like it takes forever. Yeah, so I would have I would set it up on the first floor, and I'd be like, I don't want to do it on the second floor because it took so fucking long. <laughs> and then I realized I was going down to the third floor a few times, and I was like, yeah, I'll just set it up. But like, I just I wish there was an easier way where it's just like you know you press a button and then you draw a fucking line. Yeah. Oh, that would have been smart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's too bad. Yeah, but like, so you got, do you guys think you might go back to earlier games? No. I won't. Yeah, I, I won't. <laughs> oh, I own them, so I might as well. Like, I think I <laughs> yeah. will. I'm, I, they have their I'm own, like, back. pleasantries and, like, charms. Like, I know, like, <clears throat> moving into this one, like, obviously it's, like, 3D models and stuff like that, and they animate stuff, and, um... But I think uh, I've always heard, like, how great the music is in the other ones, and I'm not really that into uh, music generally, but the music in Edge of 4 has impressed me so much that... Um, I know that this is like, uh, like you know, um, the previous the previous entries were all like synthesized, so I kind of want to yeah. hear like what they're going for there, like um, not necessarily chiptune, but something a bit older. So I'm kind of interested in hearing that, but uh, I'll I'll go back to. It. I mean, I might as well. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. But especially, I feel like this is like a good like warm up. Like if I'm going to play this on casual, at least I'll, I'll understand the mechanics like a ton better, and then I can go and delve back into those brutal ones and uh, see yeah. what I do. It's just hard to know. Like I, the only thing too is like. You know, they've they there are certain mechanics that have definitely come a long way, and like we'll see like how crazy the map making is in Edge of Odyssey one, and 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 I'll, and I'll feel the difference. So there probably is some, you know, it's probably yep. gotten better. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I think I read so, somewhere that the earlier games didn't have the overworld actually. Yeah, which, well, the third one did. The third, one, the third yeah, one was uh, you were in the water. Yeah. Um, the drowned city was the subtitle for that one. Whereas this one, you go to the air. It's kind of like Wind Waker to Skyward Sword, it seems. I, I think I could live without the overworld. I think I'd prefer that. I think it's nice. I, I like yeah. roaming around. It's a around. change of pace. Yeah. I guess. I, I just, every time I'm in the airship, I'm just like, all right, just get me into a labyrinth, like, immediately. I don't want to mess around <laughs> with this. I'm avoiding all well, these things in the air, I, just I trying to get love, where I'm going. I do love what the game does. I mean, I haven't experienced this rewarding part of the second land yet, but in the first land, you get to that point where you're like, come here, foe, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> And that's that is so rewarding when you get to that point when you just basically are like come at me, bro. Yeah, I haven't gotten to that point yet, but I'm looking. So forward are you guys, to uh, are you guys stoked to uh, exchange guild cards when we go to Pax East? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's it's pretty much all I'm looking forward to at Pax East. Yeah, I can't think of anything else going on. Yeah, that and trying the multiplayer and Fire Emblem finally. Oh yeah, and Luigi's Mansion. But you guys have yeah, to check out Luigi's Mansion. The QR codes. Um get some oh, like yeah. really sweet stuff like it's like really good it's items and extra quests and stuff like that but just the items and stuff are like really good and like the official like uh Edgenasi blog it's like i think the site lays like go to the blog for qr codes and there's like two for like when the <laughs> game came out but i'm just looking at like neogaf and there's like tons like probably you know yep. stemming from like the japanese release and stuff like that so yeah. uh lots of really really good stuff there just a good way to earn stuff to check and that out get extra stuff to do hmm. yeah all right I guess that's it. I, I'm enjoying it. I, it's not going to set the world on fire for me. It's not the same as Fire Emblem was for me. Um, but it, it's fine for now. But like I said, without any real story to, to hook me in, I just know that once the next few things come out, like the next StarCraft game comes out next week, and Luigi's Mansion is you know out by the end of the month and all this other stuff, it's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm probably not going to be playing this, but it's fun for now. I, it's yep. I'm enjoying it. It's just one of those types of games that's very grindy, yeah. and you don't do very much other than the same thing over and over again. Right. For me, I, I like it. I like it in the same way that I like Dragon Quest games because it's kind of like that. I mean, it's it's monotonous, but it's kind of comforting. It's, it's just, comfort food for me. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, it is. 
though. Like I don't I don't think I'll have that much of a will to play every single thing in this game, but whenever I stop, it, it won't be because I disliked it. It'll just be because like I'm like, yeah, that's that's all the junk food that I needed right now. Mm-hmm. I don't need to finish this entire bag of Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Cool. All right. All right. Awesome. <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys later. All right, bye. Bye. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to this week's Connectivity. I am your Australia correspondent, Andrew Brown, and I'm with uh, the other Australia correspondent, Nick Bray. Hey guys, how you going? And um, recently we got the chance to demo some upcoming 3DS and Wii U games, and um, yeah, uh, Nick was up in Sydney uh, where he does his his bit for the site, I guess. Um he got to demo the games before I did. Uh, that was with uh, our local Nintendo PR dude, Jamie. Um, what did you get to play? Uh, well, when I got there, I, um, he handed me a 3DS with Luigi's Mansion first off. Um, yeah, Luigi's Mansion. I got to play it from the beginning of the game. So I ended up playing poorly for, I don't know, I played up until the start of the second mission of the because uh, uh, the the game sort of has a mission structure. It's not like um, sort of it's broken up into like sort of missions and stuff. Um, you played Luigi two straight away, didn't you, Andrew? Yes, I did. Um, I actually uh, a couple of days after you did your bit, um, I was able to get to Nintendo Australia headquarters where they had a, a couple of extra demos as well. Um, I played through the first mission, I got about halfway through the second, I reached a point where I got stuck and I thought, well, that's enough for now, but, um, uh, yeah, uh, straight away, uh, it feels so familiar to the original game, uh, but at the same page, uh, so much new, there's, everything has been redone from scratch, there's, so much more animation in the movements. Everything is interactive in some way in each of the areas that you get to. Um, I particularly liked the way the story was set up. Um, did you did you sit through the opening cutscene? Yeah, I sat through the opening cutscene. It was it was pretty funny seeing um, Egad sort of um, conscript Luigi into catching the ghosts and stuff. I thought that was funny. Yeah, the whole thing is like Luigi's roped into this thing. He's uh, I think he's sitting at home watching TV and suddenly Egad appears on the TV screen and he's like, oh, I've managed to get my, uh, what, what did he call it, the pixel porter working. And, yeah, the um, pi- yeah, pixel porter, I think, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, oh, there's chaos here at my lab. All the ghosts have turned uh, haywire. Um, there's a little bit of an opening scenario where Egad now has uh, the ghosts from the first game working for him, like uh, servants, I guess. And uh, King Boo appears and appears to break this this moon thing in the sky, which uh, I think was called the Dark Moon. Of course, he, uh, the game's called Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon in the States. Uh, I think it's just Luigi's Mansion 2 here, isn't it? I don't know. I, I think that's I did, the I, did, I just have a, I have a habit these days of just sort of thinking of the US name. I can't um, really think. <laughs> yeah, it might just be number. It might just be Luigi's Mansion 2. Let me... Yeah, yeah I've got some notes here. It is 2 for Australia. Yep, yep. The the storylines, uh, the the shattering of this dark moon's made all the ghosts go rogue and and start breaking stuff, 
and uh, Egad's thrown into a panic, and he contacts Luigi as he is like the only person he knows that's good with the the poltergust. And he's like, okay, I need your help to do this. Are you ready to go? And Luigi's basically like, no, I'm not going to help you out. And he sucks him in anyway. It's great. Um, as it is, there's going to be several mansions, as I'm sure everyone who's read anything about the game has, has figured out by now. But we have no official word on how exactly how many mansions there are in the game. Isn't uh, it? Um, I thought there was like five in the game. Maybe there's an extra the, couple or something that I haven't spoken about. Yeah, the map screen makes it look like there's probably about five or six. Mm. There might be a, a hidden one or extra stuff that they, once you complete everything else or 100% or whatever. But um, unlike the first game where it's all like all contained within the one mansion and you just go into the same one over and over... It's now in missions or little mini levels where you have a set objective, get to this room, fight this particular ghost or get this particular item, uh, fix this machine, whatever. And then um, you can always go back and and redo missions to try and earn a a better rank, which was very cool. Yeah, it seems to be much more structured and um, more of like a handheldy sort of take on the Luigi's Mansion uh, gameplay because the first game was very much just about like you went in and explored sort of at will um like it wasn't broken up as much as i assume this one's going to be with the different missions and everything it's like very much like a level based uh take on luigi's mansion which um i don't i th- i liked it a lot but i do sort of miss the just the standard sort of, okay, Luigi, go into the mansion and just conquer it sort of thing. Well, granted, if you knew what you were doing, you could finish the first game in a matter of an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, whereas, yeah, yeah. Whereas this one, it seems each mission takes probably between 15, 20 minutes and, I don't know, up to an up to an hour or two if you get stuck. There, there are a lot more puzzles, I should say, in this yes, game. Every yeah. single room has at least something that you need to discover or, or get working with something else or whatever to, to be able to progress in the game. And, and I liked that about the first game. It was it, already a lot more animated. Like the um, the levels themselves have a lot more sort of features that move around. Like just in the first mission, there was the, the guards that try and chop you as you run past uh, the, down the, the suits of armors, yeah. Yeah, the suits of armor, yeah. There's a lot more stuff you can interact with. Yeah. This. Yeah, um... From what I've played, um, I'm thoroughly impressed. This is, seems to be exactly everything that people wanted in a sequel to Luigi's Mansion. It's basically what people would have wanted the first Luigi's Mansion to be, really. a fully. It very much feels like a fully featured game, whereas the, uh, the first game sort of at times could feel, you know, tech demo- demo-y more so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also had a chance to play the multiplayer. Did you get any of that done? Yeah, we played two rounds, actually one and a half rounds, because uh, during the second round, the 3DSs lost connection somehow, oh. and it was weird, like it just came up and said, oh, you've lost connection with the player, <laughs> and we could both still run around and everything, like we could complete the the level ourselves still, but- even though we weren't, like, couldn't see each other anymore. And that was the it- final build of the game, wasn't it? Um. It seemed I I don't really know because I just assumed it was <laughs> because it was it seemed like everything was in the game yeah. and like he he loaded it up from the beginning of the game and everything sort of it just didn't feel like a demo at all and he had to sort of you know get the other cartridges out and do the multiplayer and everything so oh dear well um, connection issues aside uh, um, what did you think I, I had a lot of fun with it I had the the chance to do the full four-player thing. Um, granted, the the fact that you can't choose different characters and they're all just different coloured Luigis, it's a little bit of a downer, but when you actually get into it, it's actually quite uh, a fun thing. It does remind you a lot of Four Swords. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sort of gameplay with the links and stuff. Yeah. What I liked... Um, as you're playing through, you're able to tap on the touchscreen and, like, there's a little mini-map of each floor on the touchscreen, and yep. you can tap to a certain point, and it's and Luigi says, like, over here! And uh, the others can see, oh, we need to get to that room to help this Luigi out with 
whatever's going on in that room. Um, it seems to be randomized, but there are a set number of ghosts per floor. And then once you've captured them all, you get, uh, I think it's a minute or 20 seconds or something to, to find these five red coins to be uh, in random rooms somewhere around the floor there. Yeah. And, yeah, I think um, the, uh, the, the levels themselves, yeah, I think the rooms are constructed randomly, so whenever you play it, you won't have the same floor layout every time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the name of the particular minigame mode that we played. Uh, I think it was called Hunter Mode. Uh, probably, yes. Yeah. I, I know there was at least three modes that they talked about during the last Nintendo Direct conference. I'm eager to check them out. If the... If the online play is uh, at least similar to the local wireless, it's going to be a blast. Would you think voice chat would be a... Do you think it's needed for this game? Probably uh, not. I mean, there's there's different conversation pieces mapped to the D-pad, so you can press up or down or whatever to say, like, hey, good job, or I need help, or, or whatever. Mm, mm. So that's enough to really get your point across. I mean, yeah, I- yeah. if you're playing online, chances are that you've got some sort of chat connection set up in another program while you're playing the 3DS as well. So you mm. can always just jump onto that and say, hey, I, I beat you or whatever, or congrats, we did it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of the uh, controls of the game? At first, I was worried. I mean, I played it at E3 last year, and uh, turning around and that had a, felt a little bit awkward. I don't like the idea that you can't actually swivel the the rotation around as you're using the vacuum or the blower, mm. um, but it, it's just a thing that I need to get used to. I mean, within a half an hour, I was just playing it as I always have. Uh, I was, the, yeah. I, I was going to say the controls are fine. Um, I'd like to try and find out if it's compatible with the CirclePad Pro, but... Um, the uh, the version that I played on the demo didn't seem to, to have that available, and uh, no word from Nintendo whether or not it's it's actually confirmed yet. Um, that said, though, um, it was fine. Just moving around between the rooms, interacting with stuff, it's all very intuitive. I I found the controls to be okay. Like it took me a little while to sort of get used to it. Um, but I was mostly finding the single-player stuff. But when I started playing with Jamie, uh, the PR Nintendo PR guy, uh, like I was sort of not as good as him, so I was a bit at a disadvantage. <laughs> I, was, I was sort of in the heat of the moment. I would like you know face the wrong direction or stuff like that. It was still a bit, a little bit awkward. Yeah, um, th- you had to sneak up and sort of flash them with the the bulb or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the um the. The mechanic to stun the ghost isn't just the torch anymore. You got to get this like really large flash torch flash to stun yeah. them. It's now is... called a, a strobe bulb, I think, and you have to sort of charge it up and then do like a big flash that covers the entire uh, width of the the cone of light coming out from the flashlight. Yeah, whatever um, direction you're facing, it'll pretty much light up the entire room almost. Yeah, I did like that. That's incorporated into some puzzles now. There's like electronic locks on some doors that you have to flash this little lens on the wall to be able to unlock the doors or, or whatever. I'm hoping that's incorporated in some other ways in the game as well later on. I would assume it would have to be. Some of the later puzzles would probably be a lot more difficult. I assume they're going to do a lot, of, a lot of that sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Either way, I'm stoked about the game. I've I've pre-ordered it. I'm getting it. Yeah, I'm. Um probably going to get it as well when it comes out yeah oh i should also point out that the original music is actually in the game um the egad uh i think in the original one he gave out a game boy horror as like a little communication device it's now being yeah. upgraded to a, a ds which he's called a, a dual screen which is quite awesome as well when it's he- it's not even like it's the actual original design of the DS, like the the um, platinum chunky one. It was pretty funny. Yeah, Egad seems to be a few generations behind in his handhelds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, that was great. Um, next up, I think we both had a chance to play Lego City Undercover for Wii U. Yes, Lego City. Um, I wasn't really expecting much going into it. I was like, oh, well, I guess well, you know, while I'm here, I'm going to play it. But uh, I hadn't really been following the game. So when he booted it up and the first cutscene started playing, I was like, 
Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I was yes. hooked on the first cut scene. It was so funny. What did you think of the opening, sort of? Oh, it was awesome. Um, it seems to pay tribute to every single cop and action mo- uh, movie, like uh, everything from the 80s to, I don't know, the mid-90s, the, the Columbo series, the all the police action things, the lethal weapon, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are so many in jokes and so many little movie parodies and references. There's so many jokes in like I only I played up into the second mission, but every cutscene had like multiple gags running like constantly almost. Like as soon as one was over, they would cut to something else and something else would happen. Even <laughs> multiple like, at once. There's like background yeah. stuff going on and, and you're like, Oh my god, I, did you just catch that in the background there? That was that was great. I don't think I expected the main character's personality to be quite the way it is. It's very, like, um, I don't know, what's the best way to describe it? Sort of Han Solo-ish, I guess. I, I guess um, so, yeah. Yeah, he's like, I thought, you're from the cover art and that, with his, in his, like, cop uniform and stuff, you sort of expected the main character to be very bland and just, like, sort of a goody two-shoes, but he seems to be sort of a bit more than that. He's... Typical action movie, 80s. Yeah, he's like Swami and sort of... Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I have to say the voice acting is hilarious. Um, I think this is only the second or third game to actually feature full voice acting in the LEGO series, I think. I think think it's the second because I think Lord of the Rings was the first one. Oh, that had... I don't think think there's been another LEGO game after that Uh, yet. The the Batman 2 had uh, voice acting. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um, oh. yeah, uh, the the acting is spot on in this though. Every single character is so enthusiastic and and just jumps into their role perfectly well. I particularly like the stupid assistant. Uh, um, what's his name? Honey. Yeah, he, <laughs> so his last name's Honey, and everyone Officer like, Honey. Yeah, sounds funny, Officer Honey. Um, and you first go- run into him, and he's bringing in like donuts for the for the station. You know. Several feet high of donuts. <laughs> yes. And the, the chief ends up confiscating them, basically. Ah, yes. The the typical 80s cranky chief who's always uh, belittling and berating the rest of the squadron. Um, Especially the main character. He's like... He took basically took credit for um, whatever happened in the prequel game. Ah, yes. <laughs> what, what was the villain's name? Um, Rex... Is it what, Rex Fury? That's it. Yep. Um, yes, the the game's also coming out on 3DS, which uh, seems to focus on the story that happened in a like a prequel story that uh, they keep referencing in the Wii U game. Um, obvious marketing ploy. If you want the full story, you have to get both versions. But um, from what I've seen and and what I've been able to play, it's it's probably worth picking up both of them anyway. Um, it has all the, the stuff you'd come to expect in a Lego game. I mean, you, you run around, you collect the studs, you smash everything and every, uh, anything and everything that's within sight, and you get more Lego studs or, or little pieces that you can use to build bits and pieces around, I don't know, around the city. Uh, you can commandeer vehicles and uh, just drive it around recklessly running over stuff, crashing into other vehicles, whatever. It's, and yep. the whole thing has the, the same level of of humor and lego fun as as you'd come to expect in the series but um they they just seem to take it so much more this is a a seems to be a full working city i didn't notice any fog or or any like uh what's the word the the render distances the draw distances um you could see for miles just go up to the top of a hill and careen down in your whatever car you've stolen commandeered whatever um, the graphics it's, were amazing. Yeah. It's basically, it is really GTA with Lego characters. Uh, it's like I, um, was driving around, I sort of got sidetracked during the first mission a bit, so I sort of did a bit of exploring and I found like some jumps you could go off and fly through the air and stuff like it was, it's really cool. Um, the game pads worked into the the gameplay fairly well as as like too it's like it has like basically your inventory sort of stuff you can use it to switch um or basically costumes which will allow uh the main character to perform like different actions and stuff whenever he would need them um the other sort of non-playable characters will like contact like sort of codec style like chase 
come here sort of thing, um, which is cool. I thought that was cool because when they have the codec sort of um, interactions, the audio only comes through the gamepad speaker. So it's like not through the TV. It was, I thought that was nifty. And yeah. you can um, see the entire map on the touch screen. So you can also set like the way, like sort of points so you can be guided to the next destination and stuff. So you don't, you're never really going to get lost. There's always sort of like a line sort of showing you where to go or get you back on track. Yeah, there's like a, a trail of green studs that appears that you collect as you go that show you wherever you need to be or, or whatever. There's little green arrows and stuff. Um, I found the gamepad interaction to be quite good. Um, each mission involves at least one part where you have to track a series of footprints and um, you sort of like tilt the, the gamepad around as you're, you're following the, the trail. Uh, there was a part where you have to scan for a, a potential suspect on a like a crowded rooftop and you, you hold the gamepad up and move it around like a camera and then you can sort of like, it's a bit like an x-ray vision or a radar or whatever, uh, heat signature uh, scope, I guess, and then you can lock in on the character that you think is a suspect and then scan them and then it's sort of like puts them into the, the main map and shows you where they are. There's usually a cutscene showing them, oh, I've been discovered, and they, they run off. Yeah, and usually, or at least in the first mission, the um, when after you do that and you've located the uh, like the thief, there was sort of some light, maybe some light puzzle elements to solve to try and catch up with them or um, get closer to them and stuff. Yeah, it's still very Lego universe. Um uh, the the puzzle that he's referring to in particular, there's a, uh, a garden hose that you need to uh, you turn on to water a plant that will grow so you can climb up to a higher ledge. And then as you follow the water as it's going along in the hose, it comes to various obstacles. So there's like a, a dumpster stuck on the hose that you need to go and smash. And then there's like a, a person in a lawn chair reclining on the yard on there that you go up and smash him up, him to pieces and the water keeps going through. The, the whole thing's got the same level of humour all the way through it. Uh, as I said earlier, the, the voice acting is incredible. Uh, there's chase sequences where you have to chase down uh, particular criminals and, like, dive-tackle them to the ground and slap handcuffs on them. And even then, there's, there's hilarious dialogue, like, like, stop running, or I will continue to chase you, and, and things yeah. like that. It, it's just... Everything just seems to, to everything. There's so many. Um, there's so many much humor in the game. Like I think it's more humor than any of the sort of licensed, um, you know, Lego Star Wars, Lego, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. I was very surprised by the the quality and how funny it was. I'd say they're not confined by the franchises that they've uh, been sort of stuck in working with in the past. So now they can just let loose and do whatever. Yeah, it's given them a lot of freedom. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, I I loved the trailer at E3 last year. I considered it uh, after playing it. I'm probably a lot strongly, uh, a lot more strongly considering picking the game up when it, when it launches. Um, it comes out this month, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, near the end of the month, I think. Uh, let me just check here. I do have a, a fact sheet, and it doesn't have a date on it. Uh, April I'm pretty 2013. Sure... Oh, okay, April, right. So uh, I guess it'll be early April in Australia. I'm pretty sure we posted um, release dates for this game and Luigi's and stuff. Check recently. it out. So I can't remember <laughs> the exact date. Um, <laughs> we, have, we have the profiles on the site. Go read them right now. But it's coming out really soon, and I'm probably... I, won't, I don't know if I'll pick it up day one, but I think I'll eventually will be picking this game up, because it, it impressed me that much. It is a worthwhile purchase, uh, especially if you like, if you grew up with Lego, or, and you like the, the style of, I don't know, GTA platforming, fighting, stuff like that. It seems like a lot of fun. Yep. Now, did Jamie actually have any other demos in Sydney? Uh, he, I think he did, but I had to go. I had to go home. Uh, I could only really stay playing games for maybe, you know, a couple of hours or whatever. I had to catch a train home, so it's like a two-hour train trip. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I got to play Castlevania, Lords of Shadow, Mirror of Fate, I believe it's called. Um, obviously the sequel to Lords of Shadow on the PS3 and 360, which was two years ago, I believe. Um, 
I'm actually more impressed going into the, the full version of the game than I was playing the demo that was recently released. Um, I, I, I dabbled with the demo for like five minutes, but I'm not a huge Castlevania guy anyway, so... Ah, fair enough. Um, for those who have played all the Castlevania uh, iterations in the past, I guess, um, it continues the retelling of the storyline that started with Lords of Shadow... Um, it continues directly on from the, the final cutscene that happens within the, the last moments of the game when you unlock everything. Um, so I'm not going to go into spoilers, of course, but, um, if you know what I'm talking about, then you know who the villain is, and, uh, it comes on from the Descendants from that point on further down the line, and there are multiple characters that you can play as. You choose a character, and then you go through their, their individual quests, and, um, I don't know, it, it seems to be a mix between the 2D Metroidvanias from the handheld generation, starting, of course, with the, the PS1 game, which, um, uh, is a fan favorite for many. Um, but it also pays a lot of tribute to the classic, uh, side-scrolling linear Castlevania games, which my favorite game in the series was Super Castlevania 4 where you get from point A to point B in each level, and then you move on to the next level. There's no backtracking or any such sort of thing. Um, I didn't get a great deal of time to play it. I, I played a little bit as Simon Belmont. Um, if you've played the demo, you may feel that the controls are a little bit slower, a little bit clunky or whatever. I'm happy to say that the full version seems to be a lot smoother. The, the controls are quite good. The, the jumping speed, the running speed and all that, the attacking speed, it has the the level up and the experience sort of uh, features from the, the uh, Metroidvania games in the past, but at the same time it seems to be more linear things, uh, linear areas. You get to a goal point, then suddenly uh, a monster will attack you and drag you away to a new part of the castle, then you need to find a way out and get to the, the new area. Um... There's a little bit of backtracking involved in, say, you get an area, to an area and then you need to find a key or you need to find a lever to unlock a door, go back, get that thing, then go back to where you were. There's little waypoints on the map screen, which seems to be broken up between areas now, instead of having like a whole castle map all on one, one screen. Um, the areas, they're very nicely rendered. There's a lot of detail. There's everything looks new, unique. It's all 3D rendered, with plenty of stuff going on in the backgrounds. Uh, you get to a library and there's like bookshelves all going around in the background. You get to a, I think they called it the the unholy chapel, and then you get to see all the the pews and the pedestals and stuff in the background. And then you climb up through the rafters and you see like the domed roof behind you. For a 2D Castlevania game, the graphics were astounding. Um, like I said before, there's no repeated background elements. Everything seems to be individually rendered to look like a different area of the castle. I don't know too much about the storyline besides uh, multiple characters working to defeat this villain. But, um, yeah, I was very much impressed. I'm, I'm in love with Castlevania all over again. Um... There's did you no- like did you like the 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 prequel one like the game that came out on the 360 and that the um, I didn't really like the the direction and the sto- the way the story changed uh, it's sort of like retconned everything that's happened in the past past and retelling it from the start right but it was interesting enough to keep playing and and go through and it seems to be bringing it back to, more towards the original idea for the series there's a lot of characters involved in this game that have had like alternate universe versions in previous games. I know there's Simon Belmont. I know there's Trevor Belmont. I think there's Alucard appears, Dracula's son. I don't know whether he's playable or not. I probably need to get my facts straight before I go too much into that detail. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I, I don't know. This, this seems like a, a a good mix of new and old, a homage to the, the everything that made Castlevania great in the past, with, um, like I said, continuation of the new storyline, and bringing it into back into what 
people know as a, a Castlevania fan. Um, with the demo unit that I was able to play, which I, I, I'm pretty sure it was the full version, I didn't get a chance to really turn the volume up much, so I can't say much about the music. Um, if you, if you've played Castlevania before, you probably know the track Vampire Killer. I'm hoping it appears in the game. It has to be in every Castlevania game. That's my stance on the, the topic there. <laughs> um, <laughs> apart from that, um, what else? Uh, I did get to play Monster Hunter Try, uh, Ultimate Version or Three Ultimate Version, I think it's called here. Was was that like the full the full game, or was it? The, yes, it like was like an expanded demo. Okay, it yep. wasn't the demo they put on the the eShop. Um, I'm impressed. I I haven't played much of Monster Hunter before. I did have the Wii version that I played briefly. I didn't really get far into it. From what I understand, this is the the Wii version with all the existing content, and then they've added exclusive new monsters, new missions, and new areas to explore. Um, what's great about this particular version is that it's also out on the 3DS, and if you have both versions, you can actually save your progress from the Wii U version to the 3DS version, so you can take it out in, I don't know, on the train or whatever, level up your materials or, or whatever, and then return to the main game and, and continue your progress from there. Um, you can do local wireless up to four players, which was great, and it also allowed uh, cross-connectivity between the Wii U and the 3DS version. So the setup that I actually used, um, one of the players was using the Wii U version, and the other three had the 3DS version, and they just uh, connect up to the main screen, and then suddenly the characters all appeared in the same game which was quite cool. I do know that uh, Capcom have confirmed uh, multi-region online, which the original Wii version didn't have. They confirmed, recent, didn't they recently confirm uh, off-screen, off-TV play for the gamepad as well? They're going to add that in? I'm not sure. Um, Jamie said that the, the Wii version that we had then, it wasn't the final build, but... Um, it uh, it didn't allow for it because you had your map and all your item screens and everything on the, the yeah. gamepad. And they also recently announced that you can take the 3DS one online through using the Wii U's uh, the, uh, internet the, or something. The, there's a, a LAN adapter, a Nintendo LAN yeah. adapter, that comes out the same day as Monster Hunter, in Australia at least. Yeah. So, uh, as it is, you only if you connect it through the Wii U version, as far as I know... I don't think you can go to the. Um, you can use the online features of the 3DS version. Just no, it doesn't. You can't do it without a Wii U. Which, which kind of sucks, but it's better than nothing, I suppose. Yeah. Um, from what I played, it's a lot of fun teaming up. It seems to be more fun in multiplayer. Um, team up with a, a bunch of friends, go hunt this monster. Um, there's no indication of how much damage you've done to a monster, but you can like lop off body parts. So you do enough damage to the tail and eventually the tail will get cut off or Mm. a monster will start limping or whatever when it's close to death, but it can go and escape and, say, eat other monsters and regain health or whatever. But um, basically you need to tag it with a a paintball and then follow it around a map screen through various areas and different rooms and stuff. And, um, I don't know, try to head it off at the pass. You can talk to your, your online teammates and say... It's, I'm in Area 6, and it just moved to Area 8. You've got to get round to there, so wherever they are in the map, they can try and head it off and, and continue to attack it. Everything from the Wii version is intact. Uh, monsters can see you. Monsters can get pissed off at you and start going into like a, a rage mode where they do more damage or they thrash around a lot more. Uh, they can go off and take a nap somewhere, so you can try and sneak up and, and do a few extra hits of damage before it, it notices you. Um... Lots of different things you can customize, different armor and weapons you can build by harvesting body parts and, and materials from the monsters that you kill. Um, not really much more to say. It's The graphics uh, look great in HD. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it. If you like Monster Hunter, this is probably the best way to go about playing Monster Hunter 3. I played the... I downloaded the demo on the Wii U, like last week or something as well. And I, I played it for a while, but I just found it sort of, I don't know, I just didn't really like it that much. <laughs> sort of, like, you're just sort of running around and the monster sort of 
runs away, and then you got to catch up. It reminded me like just trying to get the legendary dogs in um, uh, Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> like you get to them, you fight them for a while, then they just sort of dash off. And um, um, it, I, I, I didn't actually kill the monster in my in the demo. I, oh, the the demo is hard. It just took ages. Like, I was chopping away for ages and it didn't die. So I was like, oh, oh well. Yes, each of the <laughs> missions have a, a set time limit and sometimes it can take up to a, like an hour to kill this particular monster. How long did it take to kill the monster with uh, like three other people? Um, we were hunting, uh, well, the, the session that I played, we were hunting some sort of flying dragon thing. Right. I forgot what it was called. Um, it probably took about 20 minutes. Mm. Um, part of that was uh, was the, the rest of the people playing with me at the time actually got lost on the map. And then yeah, I, yeah. I found it. I hacked away for it, at it for a little while. And then by the time they all caught up, they all sort of like piled on it. And um, that that was pretty much it. It was dead within 10, 15 minutes from there. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say seconds. <laughs> it was still minutes. Oh, oh yeah. They... they <laughs> That's that's just the way the game is. Um, I can see the appeal. Like I said, it's a lot more fun in multiplayer, um, working together as a team, helping each other out. Um, you get th- each mission gets three lives that's spread between the characters. So if one player dies, that's one of the lives gone. So you really sort of have to protect each other. And um, I I don't know if one person's about to die, try and draw the monster's attention away. Uh, so they can go off and heal themselves or, or whatever. Um, if you get stuck with a bad teammate who goes off and dies twice, then that means the whole team has got one life left to, with which to go and, and hunt this monster before mm. it's like a, a mission fail. So there is a, a high degree of working together and, and, I don't know, using each other's skills and individual weapons and that to your advantage. Yep. Um, yeah, there's not really much more to say. Um I'm not big on Monster Hunter, but I can see the appeal. Um, if anyone listening is a Monster Hunter fan, uh, I'm sure they're going to be thrilled with this version. You can play for hundreds of hours. You absolutely can. The um, Jamie, uh, the PR guy, said he hadn't played. He played the Wii, the original Wii version when it came out, and he hadn't played one before. But he got addicted. And played for like over 300 hours. Yes, he said he had a 300 hour file and then he took his Wii to a press event and someone deleted his progress. Oh. They, they saved over it with a level zero character and then decided oh, they no. didn't want to play. So it was saved over oh, with wow. zero minutes played and zero le- level zero experience, whatever. Uh, one thing I, I, I've mentioned experience twice, I, I should point out there is actually no experience. The stats that you start out with are pretty much the stats you'll have the whole game. But it comes from successful missions. You build yourself better armors that can withstand more attacks or better weapons that can do more damage or whatever, but you yourself don't actually get any physically stronger. Just to clarify, because I know some listeners would probably be going, oh my god, he's saying the wrong thing and he's completely (laughs) giving the wrong impression about this game, whatever. I I make mistakes. We're not Monster Hunter noobs anyway. (laughs) Um... Apart from that, I didn't really get to play anything else. I did see that they were running a demo of Ninja Gaiden 4. It looked quite awesome. Uh, the graphics were really good. Um, a little bit annoying with repeated character voices, like the, the enemies would have three lines and they just keep repeating them over and over. Um, I'm not really into Ninja Gaiden, but for what it's worth, it, it looked impressive. First Ninja Garden game on HD on Wii U. It's great. Hmm. Um, apart from that, any anything else? Not really. Uh, I only got to play the two games, so I'm looking forward to both a lot more now. <laughs> As am I. I'm. I'm gonna be. I'll see if I can pull some strings and get a review copy of Castlevania. That's gonna be great. Um. It looks like the 3DS is set for the first half of the year now. I mean, we're, I know March, we're well into the year by now, but um, these are all coming out before E3, so that leaves only new surprises for the E3 press conference. Yes. Yep, and um, that's pretty much all we have to say about that. Um, if you that's live in a... Australia, most of these are coming out March, April, so, I don't know, start saving up. 
Um, otherwise, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll probably talk to you again next time a press conference happens. See you guys. Ciao. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We love hearing from you guys, so please send your listener mail questions to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com, and if you've got a chance, please rate and review the show on iTunes. 